Welcome to the Raising Wild podcast. I'm Brittany, blogger, wife, mama to two little boys, and voice behind Raising Wild. Each week I focus on topics of motherhood and raising up children to have wild hearts, wild love for others, and wild imaginations. So grab a cup of coffee and come hang out for a while. Hey friends, welcome to episode 18 of the Raising Wild podcast. Today, this topic is learning to be whole. It's on marriage and broken childhood. This topic is extremely difficult for me to talk about. I have let my family know that this is going to be something that I am talking about. So being vulnerable with my family's past and my own feelings, um, this topic can be really difficult because people's feelings can get hurt. So I'm going to do my best to be kind and just speak my truth. If you are someone who is a product of divorce, I want to say that your family is not bad. If you are someone who is walking through divorce right now, it's okay. You are not bad. Your situation may suck, but it doesn't make you a bad person. You're doing what's best for you in this moment, and you're doing what's best for you and your children. And I understand that. There are a lot of circumstances that can result in divorce. There's a lot of pain that comes along with divorce for the people who are married and then also for the children. It's really challenging to navigate these waters and just know that my heart goes out to you. This brokenness is something that we all inherit when we're born. It's not just you that's broken. We are all broken people. So now that I'm starting with that, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. Some of the things that I'm going to be covering today are my own experience with a broken family uh, because of divorce, how it's affected me, and how I'm navigating my own marriage as an inherently broken human being. It's really hard because my childhood was wonderful. I had a great childhood given the circumstances of my broken family. I had a lot of love, an abundance of love for my family. There was a lot of hard things too, things that I'm still to this day trying to navigate and work through. When I was 12, my parents divorced. It really scarred my heart, but I never outwardly let it show because I wanted to be strong for my sister. I didn't want people to see my weakness and I wanted to maintain this safe space for my sister. And no one knew that it left a gaping hole inside my heart that for years I tried to fill with love from others. That divorce hurt my heart and allowed me to think that love wounds. Love, of course, can wound. I mean, it does every day, whether you're in a a healthy relationship or a broken relationship, love hurts. I craved so desperately to be loved, to be seen and to be made whole again. My heart was held out with an open hand, hoping someone, anyone would reach for it, mend it, and safely guard it. Through the years, that hole grew and grew because the love I so desperately longed for was never enough. It wasn't until I was 17 that I learned that the love that I so desperately longed for was the love of Jesus. I learned at 17 that I was broken not because my family was broken, but because we are just born broken human beings and we are trying to navigate a world 
where we're just broken. There's something in us that's missing. So it wasn't my family's divorce that left a gaping hole necessarily in me. It was a hole that really needed to be filled by something more, something like the love of Jesus. At 17, that hole began to heal and I learned how to love in return. By watching my parents when they were happy, I felt like I knew what love looked like. At 12, when my parents divorced, I had no idea what it meant to love your spouse because I saw a lot of arguing and fighting and a lot of anger and hurt. I just didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like. I saw it in my grandparents, but in my experience of watching my parents, they did love each other. They loved each other so much, but there was just too much damage and it wasn't able to be reconciled. At 28, there's still small slivers of pain that surface from my heart every once in a while. But for the first time, I feel like I'm nearly whole. I have these two precious little babies' arms draped around my neck all the time. And I have a husband who holds me when that pain surfaces. I can see that the love I so desperately prayed for for years is finally here. This is love and this love feels so good. This is a love that keeps multiplying and spreading light in my life. There are days that I just weep because I feel so unworthy. My heart is invested, mended, guarded, and loved. But the thing is, I still am broken. There was so much good that ended up coming from my parents' divorce. There was a tremendous amount of pain, but God used that pain to bring some goodness and to bring light in my life. If it wasn't for my parents' divorce, I would have never moved to Arizona and I would have never met my husband, Jack. I would never have these two sweet little babies. There's just so much that I'm grateful for. And as much as I wish we could go back and my parents' marriage could be whole and not broken, I recognize that God never uses a situation for harm, but for good. Whatever it is that you may be going through right now, just know that God is using this situation, your circumstances, for something good. And it took me a long time to understand that something good could come from this because I was so hurt. I was so beyond broken and I just felt lost and I used to be so angry and I would ask why my family why is this happening to my family I thought we were this picture-perfect family and then reality hit pretty hard as I went through my early 20s I just started realizing that relationships are hard it is difficult to be in a relationship that you're deeply invested in because there is a lot of pain that comes with uh, raising children and there are things that we all bring with us from our childhood. It's difficult to navigate those things. So I don't blame my family one bit for the brokenness that I brought forward into my own marriage. Yes, our past plays a role in our brokenness and what we bring forward into our marriage, but because we are all inherently broken and learning to be whole, our, those experiences only can define a small portion of our lives. It's how we choose to move forward from those situations and those circumstances that truly matter. 
especially when it comes to healing. I feel like I had this picture of what marriage should be. Going on seven years of marriage, I'm realizing that you cannot have any expectation for what your marriage is. Marriage is not going to be exactly can you hear Luca? Exactly what you think it will. Because we're forever changing, we're forever molding and growing. And our children bring in different circumstances and they're different people and you're navigating different personalities and life experiences that are shaping your personalities. And then you throw in like financial issues and struggles and stresses and anxiety. Life is hard. We're all just navigating it together. In my own marriage, it's not perfect. It's not whole. It's not always beautiful. In fact, there there is a lot of pain. But every bit of the pain that we have experienced has been making us better people, has been healing our brokenness. I don't have all of the answers to how to move forward and create this wholesome marriage or this wholesome family unit. But I have some guidelines that I try to follow and I'm not perfect, but I'm doing my best to make the best of our situation, make the best of my past and take away from the things that I did learn from my parents and from my grandparents and from Jack's family. Jack comes from a whole home. His family was not broken. Sure, they brought in some brokenness along the way, but you know his parents are still together. Through being able to combine my experiences with my own family, the good, the positive, the beautiful memories that I have, and then seeing all of these beautiful memories and some of the brokenness that his family's gone through, I've been able to kind of get an idea of how I want to move forward in my marriage and make the best of it. So here's just a rough list of some of the things that I'm trying to do. Number one, try to be intentional. Whether that's planning date nights, whether that is making family traditions, try to be intentional with your family unit. Number two, Listen to your partner. Sit down and have a weekly or monthly or daily conversation and ask them how they're doing. Don't just assume that they're okay. Don't just assume that everything is fine because sometimes things just aren't okay. We have to learn that listening to our partners, our family members is vital. It is our lifeline. That's how we know how to navigate and move forward is by knowing what's going on and fixing things when they are messy. Number three, try to understand the wounds that they bring in. Know their past. And yes, their past does not define their future, but their past is pretty significant because you can really know and understand a human being by what scars they carry. Find out things that made them feel broken. Find out some of the things that made them feel whole and work off of those. Number four, personality types matter. I am extremely opposite of my husband. He is very introverted. I am extremely extroverted. He needs quiet downtime alone To recharge, I need to be with people to recharge. I need to be in a big group. I cannot sit at home and read a book and hang out all day long. There are some points during the day where I need to get out just as he cannot be in a crowd all day long every day. 
he needs some space to recoup. So knowing their personality type, it matters because if we don't recharge, if we aren't giving our body, our minds, and our hearts what what they need, it can cause a lot of conflict and friction. Make sure you're understanding your partner's personality type and don't push them when they need to be recharged. And I'm still learning this because I try to push Jack all the time. It is really hard to be married to someone extremely opposite of you. But it's also really beautiful because he pushes me to be a more level-headed person. And I push him to go out and experience life in an extroverted way. So we're both helping each other grow and stretch. Number five, your kids cannot be number one in your household. Your spouse needs to be number one in your household because if you put your kids first, one day they're gonna go off to college or one day they're gonna go off and get married and you're gonna be left scratching your head not knowing how to interact with your husband, not knowing how to be alone with your husband. So really work on those things now. One of the things that I read recently is this couple had rules of they have a mandatory weekly date night each week, whether that's like setting it on Thursday and doing an in-home date night or going out one day each week and setting Sunday as a weekly meeting, having that family meeting, planning out your weekly schedule, planning out the finances for that week, just staying on top of it. And this is something that we're implementing now. We are not, we're not perfect. This is something that we really struggle with. So we are going to start doing the finances together right now. I currently do it, but we notice that that's just not working for our family. So we both are going to start sitting down once a week on Sunday and really working through that. And then the last thing was a yearly retreat. Whether that's a week or a weekend, planning once a year a getaway from your kids so you can regroup and recharge and just like rekindle the fire in your relationship. Number six, protect your tribe. This family unit, this tribe is yours. And when you let other people in, when you let people try to control that or give input, that can damage your tribe. Make sure that your family is your priority. Other people outside of this little family unit that you've created need to stay outside. You and your husband are the ones that are calling the shots for your family. Setting boundaries is very important. This isn't a perfect list. This isn't a perfect podcast that's going to give you all the answers on how to have a wholesome marriage. But I think this is a conversation and a dialogue that needs to happen more because it's rarely talked about. I know there are a lot of podcasts that I listen to and I have yet to find something that talks about divorce coming from a broken past and trying to have a wholesome marriage. It's difficult. These are difficult waters. And if you come from a broken marriage and a broken family, you're basically just building from the ground up. And it can be really scary. So give yourself grace if that is you. And it's okay to be broken. I think we live in a a society that tells us that if you see your brokenness, if you talk about your brokenness, it's shameful. And that's not true. I think we have to admit that we're broken in order to really move forward and grow and to heal. I think it's also really important that we love our family members, our parents that went through that divorce, that broke their hearts. It broke them as people, as a family unit. And it's painful. They're going to carry that with them the rest of their lives. And it's something that scarred their hearts. So be gentle 
on your family. Be gentle on your parents. It's not their fault. We're all broken. We all need healing. And I know with my own family, mm-hmm. I can see how much it hurts their hearts that they weren't able to provide a whole home. They did the very best that they could with the circumstances that we were in. And I am forever grateful for the childhood that I had. I'm forever grateful for the experiences we've gone through as a family and the hard times. And I'm trying desperately to hold to all of the good and bring up memories of the good because so many times I'm quick to point out the bad. I'm quick to focus on the hard times. But this year is a year that I want to focus on light and love. I want to release my brokenness. My challenge to you is to use this year to release your brokenness too. Whatever that you brought into your marriage, into your motherhood journey, it's time to let it go. And it's time to choose to walk forward in joy and in peace and start building and making new memories. This is the year of healing. Let there be healing in your marriage. Let there be healing in your motherhood journey or your fatherhood journey if you are a father listening to this podcast. Let's walk forward with grace, extending grace to the broken people that are around us. Let's keep this dialogue going. I would love to hear feedback from you guys. And also, I'd love to hear your stories. We all have these beautiful life stories and experiences. And I think that there's always something that we can learn and grow from. So if you want to share your story with me, you can message me at the Raising Wild podcast on Instagram or under the photo that I put up on the at we are raising wild Instagram I would love for you to comment down in the caption broken people we can be made whole let's use our brokenness to share love and light to the world I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend we are headed off to Disney tomorrow this is our first time with both boys and we're celebrating Jackson's third birthday I'll see you guys next week bye Thank you for listening to the Raising Wild podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, please share it with a friend. Or if you're interested in becoming a financial supporter, there's a link below. Through your support, we are able to reach the hearts of so many mamas. If you'd like to be a part of the podcast, I'd love for you to reach out through Instagram at Raising Wild Podcast. May your heart stay wild with love, friends.